Sorry. It was okay. I was you, up I'm one. usually the one who has not started <laughs> recording yet. I know. It's okay. It was like getting ready to record. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Are you set now? Yes, I'm okay now. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Aster. Hi, Holly. Your face. My is face. beautiful. And Thank you. out in the world now. I know. It's just a little scary because like most people, I don't think realize that with Jamie Sawyer posting the card from her pocket of peers, um, peers of pockets. I always want to say peers pocket of pockets. Of I'm peers. Like, her pocket of peers tarot deck. I'm featured in the seven of, as a seven of swords. Of course. I don't think most people realize that my face has never been shown before. Yeah. I think that people probably don't realize that. Either. I don't think they realize that. But our listeners realize that, I hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our listeners will know. So, yeah, our friend Jamie is doing a tarot deck called the Pocket of Peers. I'm in it, too. You the are two the swords. two swords. Um, but people have seen my face like crazy, so it's less of <laughs> a big deal. But Esther's face has only been seen in cartoon form. And this yes. is a much more photorealistic depiction yeah, of is. Esther. And she looks like a badass. You look like such a badass with your cute celestial dress. All of your freaking snakes. Also, I recognize that specific location of a spot as a spot in your place. Yes. But it looks just like this awesome bookshelf. I apologize profusely to Jay because I'm like, I have a very specific vision. If you don't like it, you can delete it. But this is my very specific vision. So I sent her like eight poses of me with snakes, essentially. In that and that dress is real. That's what I'm, like, I I basically include all my favorite it. things. It was from ASOS. It was like a last like minute sale, and I was like I don't, I need to get it like immediately. And so I purchased it's so cute. it. It's, it's like, is it black or Navy? In it's real Navy. Life? It's Navy with like white line drawings of celestial stuff and stars. And it's really cute. I'm gonna, that's it. I'm coming to Korea. I'm stealing that <laughs> stealing dress. This dress. I'm like, so it's, and it's like very hippie. Cause I'm, I'm trying, like, I've always wanted to have that hippie aesthetic. So it was very like, yeah. Me. And so then I was like, okay, so here's me with all the snakes. Like you can do this face pose, yeah. or you can like transpose this face, or you can do this hands. Like you can like like this. I love that because after my interaction with Jamie was like, here are six pictures of me taken over the last three years, and do whatever you want. <laughs> no, it was like a full blown photo shoot. I was like, it was like we were literally like crowded together because my living room is not that wide. Like literally, like he could only probably get like from my waist up. So Jamie did a great job like elongating the dress. Yeah. So, so he was like, what is this for? Like, why all of a sudden do you want like snake photo shoot? Like, this is not even good pictures, Esther. Like, he's like trying to be like all like Mr. Photographer. I'm like, no, I just need you to like just get some vague. Pictures. Reference. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so, and so then I sent her like the, the post pictures of the with me, the snakes. And then I was like, okay, but I want this shelf to be the backdrop. <laughs> and so I like just sent a picture of the shelf. And I'm like, you can do whatever you want, but this is my specific vision. So that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. It looks fantastic. So I, she did an amazing job. And yeah. it's such a cute picture of you. Thank you. She was like, she was very into it from the beginning. I felt like a very demanding Leo. Never in my entire life have I been so concerned about pictures. This even for my wedding pictures, I was not this concerned. Like well, for your wedding pictures, the thing in Korea is that they like do you up. Like yeah, you're they not do. It's a photo in shoot. charge of it. It's <laughs> exactly. like you're in a studio. They do you up and then take all the pictures. Yes. Yes. So I was not in control of that. This one. I'm like, okay, specific angles and here and go yeah. and pose and go. Okay. And pose, and pose. <laughs> I love it. And everyone should go take a look at it. And I'm pretty sure Esther will add a link to the Instagram post in her, in the show notes because it's yeah. so cute. And yeah. I and I posted it in our Facebook group so people, because um, oh, Jamie true. posted it on Facebook. So if you just want to go look on Facebook, you can look in our Facebook group for it. So yeah, that's true too. That's <gasps> my face. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> Moving and shaking. I know. tarot deck because i haven't oh. seen her in a while and i feel like yeah i miss the jelly bean happiness that we have going on in this deck so let's see five six seven the card of the day is the waning moon which is not um helpful with tarot 
Is it a waning? No, it's a what? Oh, it is a waning moon. Is it a waning? It's about to go to the full moon. So I think it's waning. Yeah. Right? Huh. Yeah. It just hey. pulled up the actual card yeah. of the day. The card of the day. So feeling gratitude, showing yourself love, and assessing intention process. Ah, I love it. Our moon cards are amazing. <laughs> Normally, Esther and I start recording at 5, which we yes. did today. It is now 6.30, and we're finally getting to, <laughs> to the actually episode. recording the episode. <laughs> but we've had such a lovely morning. I know. <laughs> I mean, we got business done. We quickly, like, shifted to talk about Charmed for, yeah, like, which, 40 for minutes. Patreon, which is always a blast. <laughs> it is. A slumber party with the Wiley Tarot pa- Patreons. Yeah, so. So that's our, it seriously is how exactly it how feels. it feels. It feels yeah. like a little slumber party. Like, we're sitting around being like, who are these people? Why does he have a face that looks like the other guy's face? Like literally the whole entire episode. (laughs) Any new white guy that's introduced is like, who are you? Have have I seen your face before? Yeah, are are you new? (laughs) The only thing that helps is age. Like I knew that their dad, who appeared in the episode we've had this morning, had to be someone new because we'd never seen seen his face before. before. Exactly, his gray hair tipped (laughs) us off. Uh, anyway, you can so listen fun. to all of those on our Patreon. We're yeah. up to episode three and we're having a blast. So much fun. Okay, so you ready for our first question of the episode? Yeah, let's do it. So our first question is from Karen and she asks, Somehow in the midst of some huge life changing, total shit show challenges in my health and personal life, I still managed to excel in my work. Right before the U.S. lockdown in March, I got promoted to a job in my field that I love. I had been working really hard to obtain this position for years. It's a great situation, but instead of feeling like, yeah, now I can continue to learn and grow at a manageable pace, or even woohoo, I made it, I'm wondering what do I do with all the energy I used to channel into getting into this place now that I'm here instead? And then they go on to explain the situation a little more, and their questions continue. So in what areas or part of my life should I be focusing my energy? What do I need for this journey, and what should I be cultivating to be successful? Is there something I need to let go of to get started? And is there anything from my past that I had on the shelf until this timing was better that I should be revisiting? Thanks for the help. So lots of questions from yes. Karen. So it seems like they're a good part of their job, but they're not able to shift like that energy, that's that excess energy into something. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for a way to direct that energy. Although I would say that for me, a lot of any excess energy I have ever had has been directed towards like not melting down about being in a continuing pandemic (laughs) yes so you're doing great karen yeah exactly but also if you end up not feeling like you can redirect energy into continuing to grow and expand further that's okay too yeah yeah we're being nice to ourselves especially as we like get into winter (laughs) oh yeah for sure because everything slows way down the tweet that's like the sun's going down at 5 p.m now and my life has been ruined (laughs) just feels like so real before the solstice i'm like oh my god (laughs) how on earth is this a thing yeah exactly how are we supposed to deal with this Mm mm-hmm so, but I do think that maybe areas, starting with what areas of my life should I be focusing energy on is a great idea. Yeah, I think starting off with that and then if any of the other questions kind of seem relevant as we go along, we can just add those in. Sounds good to me. Okay, so what deck are you using? Uh, Antique Anatomy. Oh, no surprise. I changed to Kaleidodope, so. Oh, fun. Ever since I moved my tarot collections around, I just only have Antique Anatomy. <laughs> Muse, another Antique Anatomy, uh, and Mystic Mondays down here. Okay. <laughs> I need that to makes re- sense. You need to reassess. I, maybe I can <laughs> let some of these relax a little bit and switch some out. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, okay. What did you get? I got the Two of Cups and Ten of Swords. Okay, and I got the Six of Cups and the Seven of Cups. So I think there's, like, personal life stuff yeah. that needs to be dealt with now rather than work stuff. Yeah, because I to me this is, like, unaddressed pain or betrayal. Like, yeah. with like with a friendship with or nostalgia. relationship. Yeah, yeah, especially nostalgia being there and a- apprehension with, like, making a decision. I feel like this is definitely more personal life stuff. Yeah, so, the, yeah, definitely personal life stuff. And there's, there's a relationship that has completely exhausted you that used to be beautiful and meaningful and easy and fine. And now you're sort of in a position where you're having to choose where to go next. Right. Preferably something with fewer swords. Yeah. And that's the area you should be focusing on now 
is right. that like sort of cultivating and figuring out what to do next with that relationship. Right. Yeah. I, that's really, I really like how smoothly the two of cups with the 10 of swords and the six of cups, like kind of go. That was really, with, like, really good. Just an immediate recognition of like nostalgia and partnership and pain and like right. how to figure out like resolving that with the seven of cups. Like it, you're kind of at that crossroads of like, okay, what do, what do I act next? What do I pick next? How do I respond yeah. to this next sort of yeah, feeling totally. with this, uh, this situation. And especially yeah. because now your professional life is on track yeah. and you're good there. You can now start like focusing on personal life stuff without being afraid that professional life stuff is going to explode essentially. Yeah, totally. So maybe like how to like maybe exploring what some of the seven cups could be like, what are some of the options that you're looking at? Yeah. Maybe just yeah. one card for each. Not, I one, mean, obviously not pulling seven cards, but I like, was like one card for each cup. <laughs> we could, each of us could pull like one or two cards for like, here's something to consider. And okay. then those can be just worked just, together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got the Hierophant and the Nine of Blades. Okay, and I got the Eight of Pentacles and the Wheel of Fortune. Eight of Pentacles and Wheel of Fortune. So it's like things to consider. Maybe the person that is the area of conflict is somebody who at one point had a lot to teach you and now is feeling like... Maybe they don't have as much to teach you anymore, and that's creating strife in the relationship. Like, mm -hmm. the Wheel of Fortune has turned. Right. And now, rather than them being your hierophant, there's, like, tension and strife and frustration and, like, difficulty between the two of you because your role before was one that had you as the learner and now right. you're in a different role and that's difficult. Well, and you saying that this card is like a notebook, like a student would have yeah. like the eight of pentacles, but also like with the eight of coins, it has that sense of like perfecting your craft or perfecting yeah. what you've been working on. And it's almost kind of like, you've almost kind of surpassed the teacher or the need for that teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, so maybe, maybe that person is somebody that you have not been able to talk to since you got, this promotion at work or mm -hmm. somebody who feels like spiny and jealous almost like right. that yeah. person could be the person that you need to figure out where to go next with. Right. That may be like, I even think of like 10 of swords, like as a gossiping sort of like, like back behind your back saying things like where yeah. you may be experiencing something like that. Even like it may have been like a friend before or like where you had a good a relationship. Mentor. mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then we could say what to do then, I guess. Yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, what to do to next. It. Yeah, resolving. Or how to start that process. Because it's yeah. always so stressful. But, like, our friendships do grow and change. And especially with a mentor-mentee thing, it is really mm -hmm. difficult if you've had a very close relationship and then the tables shift. And it's, like, yeah. difficult from a pride perspective. Right, right. Or can be, I guess. Okay, so I got the Empress and the Two of Wands. Okay, and I got the Five of Cups and the Chariot. So for me, my cards at least say, like, recognize the disappointments they recognize the sadness of the mm -hmm. loss of this relationship and, like, get the heck out of there. Like, like keep moving forward, essentially. Like, yeah. don't hold yourself back because of this one person. That's what my cards are. I think okay. so, too, especially because I feel like the two of rods and the empress is also kind of, like, planning for ways that you can keep sharing yourself with the world would mm -hmm. mean not staying in a friendship or relationship that makes you feel like you have to diminish yourself because they were right. your mentor and now you're more self-assured. Right. So there's like a level of planning and understanding yourself and moving forward between all four of our cards for this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, and it's well, not leaving them in the dust, like in a bad way. It's more of just like you've yeah. progressed to a certain level that you don't, need to worry about them essentially exactly like, yeah. like do the best that you can but like don't hold yourself back and don't diminish and don't your own focus life. on the emotional difficulty of that moving forward like right allow yourself to like keep the three standing up cups in mind right. like you don't have right. to focus on 
the emotional toll that somebody feeling disappointed in you or whatever. Also, if you think about the Rider Wade Smith definition, you got the two of cups at the beginning uh-huh. and then in the five of cups, they're focused on two cups, which further right. emphasizes that like focus on the emotional relationship mm-hmm. and rather than like what else could be going on. So in the five of cups, two of the cups have been knocked down. Three are still standing. Mm-hmm. So focusing on the two knocked over cups, which could reflect the two cups from earlier. Right. Is again, just confirming like, that's the right relationship to look at and reminding yourself that there's more than that relationship and that there's more that you have to give to the world and kind of help you feel positive about any changes you have to make to that. Yes. 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 Awesome. Karen, this is going to be hard, but you've got all that excess energy. So get it. (laughs) Get it girl. Totally got this. Oh, love it. I love it. It's so stressful, but so good. Yes. Okay, and our second question is from Katie. And Katie, we've actually answered question a question from before. Katie before asked a question about her flute career. And this is kind of a follow-up and also something that we really love doing. So yeah. Katie says, I've sat down to ask this question so many times and I always walk away without submitting because I need guidance, but I'm not sure what I need guidance on because my whole life seems too big. Relatable. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling down about my music career. I'm not seeing growth despite doing what all the experts say to do. I know that I should just keep pushing, but it's getting harder not to throw in the towel. And I have no one to really talk about my feelings with. So I guess I just need a pep talk from my favorite tarot readers and their cards. Maybe some guidance on where to go from here or just some words of encouragement. I have lots of ideas and things that I should do, but there's only so much time in the day. And I sometimes feel like my constant working doesn't seem to be worth it if I'm not growing. So anything that you two have would be appreciated. She's been doing some really fun covers on YouTube and posting them like music videos of like video game songs or like, like, like popular songs from movies, like epic movies and things like that. So what's her Instagram or what's her uh, YouTube? We should share in the show notes. Katie Chesko. Chesko. Katie Chesko. So she did the Last of Us theme, a theme from Halloween recently. So like so many cool ones. Oh, Katie. So cool. Okay. So yeah, you can search for her at Katie Shesko on YouTube. And then also her uh, Instagram is Katie Shesko flute. Yes. And we'll link it in the show notes if you want to check her out. But that's so cool. Yeah. I think it's also really hard when you're in a creative field right now, like performance is not something that is being done. And so it Mm -hmm. makes sense that it wouldn't be feeling like there was much opportunity for growth. When there's like, we're having to come up with really new creative ways of doing performance-based art because it's just a different world now than it was when we even first answered her questions about the flute career. Yeah. Because the last eight months have been very strange. Okay. So why don't we do guidance from where, of where to go from here and then some words of encouragement, just like she asked. Yeah. Um, I like it. And I'm excited because now I have not looked at her YouTube, but now I'm going to go through it. Although I'm such a dummy about game stuff that like (laughs) none of that will make any sense. Like, yeah, for me, some of the references like Last of Us, I have no idea what that is. But you know what? Some other people do. And that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I just think it's pretty. And and it would also be great background noise for writing. That's true. I know. That's exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. Guidance for Katie. Okay. I got the five of swords and the world. Okay. I got the king of wands, and the ace of wands. So lots of fire. Yeah. King of wands and ace of wands is also really interesting. I think especially paired with sort of like some ideas of looking out for yourself that come with the five of blades. Yeah. Like self-preservation power and the like keep pushing and doing things mm-hmm. is like, you need to be focused on your own self. And I think especially with the world there too, it's like the realm of your own control almost. Right. Right. Like, especially the, the king is of wands, especially is sorry, big dick energy. So he's like the owner of the world that he lives in. Like, yeah, there's no question with him who is the owner of the world. Yeah. Yeah. He walks into the room, owning the room. He, he already owns the room and everyone already knows he owns the room. So it's one of those things kind of like with these creative projects that you have to me, especially yeah. the, the two wands that I have are very much creative project oriented. Like you already own these ideas. You already own these concepts. You already own this creativity and act yeah. like it now. 
Like yeah. this five of swords, like the self-preservation, like that's okay to focus on right now is to like, you know, get by either day by day, but still you can focus on this creative outlet without feeling shame about it. Like just yeah. walk into the room owning it. And yeah, exactly. Just own that. It. And keep exerting sort of like your own self-interest on the world that you have control over and just yeah. keep doing it. Right. Exactly. All right. So then some encouragement. Words of encouragement. Words of encouragement for Katie. I, I don't know if this is encouraging or not. <laughs> what is it? I got the tower and the nine of coins. So I think the tower is just the sense that things are going to feel like you have to work from the ground up. There, it's just yeah. going to feel like it's going to just going to feel weird. But the nine As of coins kind of assures you that it's you're going to be successful in it. So especially, well, I really like our four paired together then, especially then because I got the seven of swords and the fool. So I feel like the seven of swords and the tower is kind of like self, like stop doing things that aren't benefiting you. Right. Like yeah. you like focusing on yourself and like allowing other things to kind of collapse around you is the best call. And then you can yeah. start off on a journey that will end up in like, you know, success and fulfillment. But like the way to do that is to really focus on letting things that you're not that are not going to benefit you collapse. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Just let them, just let them go. Yeah. Let them burn up in the fire. It's okay. It's 2020. <laughs> we have lots of things on fire. Well, just and throw also, it on the fire. It's kind of like a tower year, you know, yeah. like maybe the encouragement is like everything is on fire and shitty. So focus on yourself so that you can start a new journey that doesn't feel so like, you know, stifled by established structures. Cause that's the yeah. other thing about the tower that I think maybe is bringing a little bit of Lenormand meeting into it. Yeah. But still like the idea of this collapsing structure paired with the fool and the, you know, and the seven of mm -hmm. blades and the nine of pentacles, right. It's all like, yeah, nine of pentacles. Yeah. Like allow un recognizing that shit's on fire and that established like uniformity and conformity isn't going to work anymore. So now you just have to focus on yourself work yeah. hard to get to that, like feeling of achievement and just like allow yourself to step into the unknown almost like everything's yeah. on fire anyway. So you might as well uh -huh. be a fool paired yeah. with the seven of blades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like you said, everything's on fire. You're the king of wands. Just light the match and let it go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Katie, you're, this is going to be great. You're amazing. I'm already a fan. And we're, yeah, I'm we're already so glad fans. We, yeah. I mean, I'm so glad we can now like we, we can share your gift with all our listeners. Cause like yeah. we've mentioned you a few times, but I think this is the first time where we've just celebrated like your amazingness. Yeah, so. exactly. You got this girl. You totally got it. Uh, okay. Announcements. Do we have announcements? What are our announcements? Nope. We have a book coming out sometime next year. Sometime next year, which we have already <laughs> announced, but it's worth, it bears repeating. We're it super bears repeating. excited about it. We are, we, and, and our geekiness may come out in this episode, a la me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Holly's, well, very, Holly's very shocked right now. She's like, what do you, what do you mean? What's yeah. What are we talking about? I, I can't mean, wait I'll, to hear I'll, it. I'll, I'll let you okay. know when we get there. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like. The research that we're doing about the art history of all these decks that we're writing about has been really, really, really illuminating and so cool. Oh, and I'm so, yeah. so excited for once like we're done with the first draft and all the edits are done and everything. I can't wait to start talking about it with people. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't been told we're not allowed to or anything, right. but it does feel kind of wild to mention anything well, because before like and the book is written in such a way where we feel like we're already talking to the people that we that will be reading it anyway so it's kind of yeah. strange like we're having like double conversations like with each other with our p potential readers and like yeah. stuff like that so it's, it's just a little bit so weird. exciting yeah that too it's, it's weird and exciting at the same time <laughs> yes and uh we also are excited about our patreon supporters we have one Woo! new patreon supporter this week anita and I will draw a card for Anita because I made you do it last time. Thank you. And for Anita, your card is 
the moon. Oh, that's nice. Time to turn inward, try to shed some light on things that you, you know, aren't super clear on. Yeah. And that's so exciting. And if you would like to support us on Patreon and hear a lot of extra bonus content, including our current recap of the first season of Charmed, you can find us at patreon.com slash wildly Exactly. Oh, I guess an announcement would be that we still have plenty of our decks available. We haven't like really been publicizing them lately because we're just distracted with other stuff. But you can get right. the Lenormand deck and the tarot deck for 40 bucks. It would be a great Yule present for your tarot or Lenormand uh, curious friends. You can also buy yeah. them separately, obviously. Uh, it They come in little hand-stamped bags, and you can find that, those decks, at wildlytarot.com in our shop. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no pressure. I Not know that, all. like, for a lot of, uh, in past years, you and I have both been in a lot of, like, Secret Santa, Secret Santa Yule groups. gift stuff, and this year I've been turning down yeah. all of them. It's just, like, not the year for sending gifts and spending money and yeah. stuff like that. So I totally, this is not to put pressure on anyone if you can't buy a deck, but if right. you're looking for a deck for somebody who think you think might like it, right. we do have them available on our website right. still. And I know that there's, like, a push to shop small shops, and our shop is definitely small. Our shop is a very small. Small, small shop. We're talking... <laughs> One desk Three items. and one four-foot bookshelf that I'm staring at right now. This is the smallest yeah. of shops. Exactly. So, but like Holly said, if you have curious friends, we're a small shop. And uh, yeah. we, we want to help people. Like our podcast has always been about helping people learn tarot and yeah. learning about tarot. And so that's what our decks are about. Exactly. And Lenormand is also super helpful. Oh, that's in fact, true. Esther yeah. in her own life is using Lenormand more than tarot. Way more than tarot. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the at the very moment, yes, because I need more concrete things right now, specific, <laughs> specific information about things right now. <laughs> exactly, I totally get it. Same. I think a lot of us really just want someone to tell us what we should tell us be what doing to do. Right exactly, <laughs> exactly. But Norman is perfect for that. Exactly. All right, so our deck of the week this week is the Journey of the Sacred Bee, which was created by Kelly Burton, who is a listener of Wildly Tarot. Yay, hi, hi, Kelly. Kelly. Uh, it was a very successful Kickstarter. Uh, was it just no end of it last was like, year? It was like end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, February. Time is meaningless. It is. Nobody really can remember. That's right. Uh, Pandemic. But it was a really right. successful Kickstarter, and it's so cool. And what she says about it is filled with color, sacred geometry, and symbolism. This deck will fill your readings with depth, honesty, and truth. Layered with textures and imagery, the Journey of the Sacred Bee Tarot allows you to use traditional interpretations, but also has its own unique personality. So one thing to start off with just right off the bat is that it is more Toth-like than Rider yes. Waite Smith-like. Yes. Uh, each card has a lot of sort of like uh, astrological associations and also the Hebrew letters that are associated with toth uh, major arcana decks. Yeah. And that's what I was going to mention. I was like looking through it and I was like, it is heavy on Toth, but there are cards that have their own meaning. Yes. So it's not specifically a Toth deck. It's to me, it's more of like Toth inspired Yeah, because like strength and justice really aren't changed around, but there is, like you said, the astrological information on the card, the, you know, elemental association as well as the Hebrew letter, but yeah. it's not, it's not done in an overwhelming way where you're not quite sure where you're at. Like the right. book is really good about like whittling it down to like the lowest common denominator. This is the information you need it's how to apply it. It's super It's not yeah. like when you're looking at like the Hermetic Tarot, which we've been putting off reviewing. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> One of our <laughs> listeners who's been suggesting it for like two years. And we're like, it's just so much information. Right. Uh, it was actually my first full tarot deck, too. Yeah. I realize. I always think that it's other stuff, but I stole it from my dad. So. Yeah. It is the first your first tarot deck. Only because my dad was keeping it in a bathroom drawer. So, like, it had to be rescued. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, um, and I think the component of the tote that also is worth mentioning is that each of the cards has a keyword associated yes. with it, too. Yes. On the actual card itself, which means that it is easy for, like, a newcomer to read, even though it does not follow the traditional, like, look and vibe of Rider Wade Smith. 
Right. Because right. it's primarily bees. Like It is bees and nature <laughs> yeah. and flowers. And fa- there's some fairies or like fairy-esque individuals. Yeah, and some statues. It's very like yeah. gardeny. Yes. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So the, about the how the deck actually physically is. Uh, it's standard size. It's printed on 350 GSM stock. It has a matte finish, but metallic teal edges. Ugh, I love the backs. Which is, so oh my God. Much. The backs are like a high point of backs to me. Yes. It yes. is teal, sacred geometry, teal foil bees. Te- the teal foil bees just make me so happy. Like it's, I look at it and I'm like, look at you pretty babies. I know. It's so pretty. They're just the prettiest bees in the whole world. Um, the box is a one piece box with a magnetic closure. It's my favorite style of box. Yes, I really love, love the this box. style of box. And it also has a 80 page booklet that includes mm. information about bee lore, yes. a journaling mantra for each of the major arcana, which I love. Mm-hmm. And, um, also like their own definition or her own definitions of all of the cards, which again, are sort of a hybrid between Toth and RWS. Yeah. I also like that there was an explanation of the symbols, like sacred geometry, the flower of life, the tree of life. Yeah. The cubes, like the vitrine. Like I just really enjoyed those explanations of the application because we see these symbols a lot in any esoteric sort of deck. Or, yeah, you know, sacred geometry familiar. is something that pops up. Yeah, sacred geometry, all this, like, the symbols pop up, but it's not, there's really not, there's always just the, the assumption that you know what it means, but there's never an explanation of why it's included in the deck. Right, And I totally. like that they, they kind of broke it down of, like, well, this is why this is here, and it's sort of thing. Yeah, so. and also I didn't even realize they had names. Oh, sense, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So where you can find it, it's available for purchase on her website, sacredsoultarot.com. And a portion of each sale goes to Honeybee Conservancy, which is so cool. Um, And yeah, so it's just a really neat sort of like partnership between this really pretty bee-based deck and a honeybee conservation group. Yes. Um, Okay, so some cultural components. Only 23 of the cards have humans on them. Yes. And by humans, I mean humanoids, because four of those are statues. Four of those 23 cards are statues, not actual humans. And six are like historical paintings rather than like photos of people. Yes. So there's not a lot of people that are in this deck, uh, but there is still some, I guess, arguably LGBTQ plus representation because the lovers is two ladies dancing. Yeah. They look like they were having fun too. Exactly. Like, jealous. Body shape is hard to determine because most of the images of photos of people are pretty zoomed in. Mm-hmm. So it's not like noticeably, like, you know, if you're looking at a deck that's all slender figures, it's really right. easy to tell. This is like, I would say, like as a fat person, I was not like, oh my God, there's no fat people in this. I was right. like, okay. Or, oh my God, there's no skinny people. It just kind of, because it's so zoomed in or statues, it doesn't really seem like that noticeable, I guess. Yeah. And then last but not least, and our, we haven't done a deck that had people in it for a long time. So I'm like, that's true about the cultural representation (laughs) stuff. Right. (laughs) Uh, For our BIPOC representation, black and indigenous people of color. uh, There are a handful of cards that have like ethnically ambiguous figures. There are a couple of, references to non like Christian based religious things. Like for example, the Hierophant is a statue of Buddha. Um, And then there are some figures that are like, like ethnically ambiguous. So I would say that it's not, there's not explicit representation of black or indigenous people of color um, within the deck. That's like very noticeable, but again, there's just not that many, Right. And most of it, like you said before, most of it's all zoomed in faces that are like the colors are different because of the the filters and things like that. There's a lot of like filtration of like different yellows and reds and teals that are within the deck over the faces. So it's hard to say. Right. Uh, Level of readings that, oh, colors and tones used in the deck. The teal backs really set the mood. There's a lot of teal in this deck. (laughs) A lot of teal, lots of greens. Everything is really, really bright and vibrant. There aren't any cards really that are like super dark other than maybe the world and the star. 
yeah, like, like, I think, like, dark blues and dark purples, but that's, it's not like there's any colors, like, there's any cards that are, like, stark black. Yeah, totally. It's super, super bright, super vibrant, and the tone is, I don't know, I wouldn't say that the tone is, like, like, peppy. It's bright, but it still feels really, really deep, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like, this is, this is a weird association. It's like Starman Tarot. Okay. Starman Tarot is David Bowie's like yeah. tarot deck that he started helping, like he and the tarot deck creator kind of like conceptualized together. That deck has like neon tones with dark contrast. Yeah. But it's still like a very like deep deck, if that makes any sense. Like the neon doesn't make it a preschooler's deck. Yeah. The bright yeah. colors don't make, the, br- the bright colors don't like influence the depth or non-depth of the reading. That's how this deck reads to me. Like, See, and I was going to compare it sort of to the Muse Tarot for similar reasons. Yeah. It's like bright yeah. and vibrant, but it doesn't feel playful. It still feels serious, even despite the brightness and vibrance. It's still, like, even to me, like, Muse Tarot still feels more playful than this deck for some reason. I guess maybe because of the all zoomed-in faces and more yeah. people. There's yeah. so many insects in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's also a lot of really beautiful flowers and sort of mm-hmm. like the sacred geometry thing is like really plays into almost every card, which also brings forward that sort of like sincerity and uh, seriousness of the deck, despite right. the playful colors. Right. So the level of readings that it's appropriate for, I think that it's, I mean, I feel like somebody who is really new to tarot probably could pick it up, but I also feel like having keywords can really throw off people that are new to tarot. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody who's not as familiar with Toth and the use of like the Hebrew symbols and all the alchemical stuff, it might be a little bit overwhelming. So I would say that this is more like medium. It's a medium spicy level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would say this is more (laughs) like not, not a beginner. It's like an intermediate deck for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because the images, when you feel like you're learning tarot for the most part, you the image associations are really helpful when you're looking at different tarot decks That's and this true. one really has no correlation with other tarot decks which is not a bad thing by any means because i think still think it's beautiful and it has its own messages to receive from the images itself but especially as a new tarot reader you would feel probably um not apprehensive what's the word Oh, I think just maybe overwhelmed or like, yeah, overwhelmed, prepared, like ill equipped almost. Like you might just like intimidate yourself out of using it. (laughs) Intimidated, exactly. You may feel intimidated by looking at this and be like, okay, nine of and nine D, that means nine of discs is gain. Okay, gain what? Gain money, gain power, gain what? You know, so it would kind of, it, it, that's why I think the, like the most ideal person for this deck would, like you said, be a intermediate, like a higher beginner intermediate person because they're, they understand the different systems. They already yeah. understand the imagery behind it. And so you don't need and to feel intimidated And there's just so much depth it. that I think that it, you, I do feel like there's sort of like a level of intimidation that a newcomer would see with this. One. Yeah. But if you like bees, buy it. Cause it's beautiful. Cause it has lots of bees. <laughs> yeah. If you like bees, you definitely should have this deck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about favorite cards. I want to hear about yours first. Okay, I have a few favorite cards. I just, I, I pulled out a lot, but then put a lot back because it basically was a repetitive of the same thing. Bees, flowers, bright colors. So, I got- yeah, I love the bees and the flowers and the bright colors so much. And I had the same experience where I was like, how do I decide between all these bees and flowers and bright colors that I love so much? Yeah, so that's why I, I just like boiled it down to my favorite four. So we're not here forever. Oh, awesome. So the one that kept popping at me, like I said before, was was the nine of disc game I because it's that. like a fairy on a bright green background holding a beehive or a wasp hive with like, it looks like pomegranate. Um like pomegranate slices yeah at first i was like grapefruit but it says it looks like pomegranate because you can see like the little beads of the pomegranate seeds on that oh Oh, cool so yeah so i just thought that was really really cute way to um like have that card for gain 
Uh, Nine of Diamonds. Then I liked, I love, okay, okay, I'll, I'll start with that one. Okay, then I like the star, the fuzzy bee is so cute. The star, and the, the fuzzy bee and the star is so, so, so cute. And the background is really beautiful. With so sort of like beautiful. Galaxy. The celestial galaxy. Yes. And the flowers at the bottom. It's just such a strong card. The lotus flower at the bottom with like the holes from the pod. Yeah. And then like the pollen kind of whifting off of the flower. Did you like my word whifting? I liked the shoulder been, rays that came with I've whifting. Been, <laughs> I've been uh, writing, so I'm more trying to be more descriptive of yeah, the cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. We're like really learning so much about ourselves. I know. <laughs> um, and then the three of discs has been changed to effort. I forget what it is in Toth, um, but is this is more of like a Rider Waite Smith sort of, it's not effort. I forget what it's. I forget what it is in Toth. Teamwork or something. Teamwork, something like that. Yeah. Um. So it's like basically a honeycomb pattern in hot pink Ooh, with yeah. teal and like the three coins themselves are like a teal color and it's just like really beautiful. And I'm super and into it. And another lotus. Pod. Yeah, it's like a lotus leaf pod thing, ish going thing going on. And then my favorite, favorite card, I think this is one that she advertised a lot with, is Journey, the Journey, which is the full card. Yeah. So it's the teal background with golden honeycomb and the a, a black bumblebee with a cute little butt. And <laughs> bumblebees have the cutest butts. They really do have the cutest butts. Like, have you seen bumblebees walking? Like, There's, their booty just, just shakes. It's, it's just, just amazing. Yes. I love so anyway. so much. And also the red poppies at the bottom is really, yes. really beautiful, too. The so contrast just... of the, po- the poppies are just gorgeous. Yeah. Those are my four favorites. We had They're no so overlapping, which I also really? love when that happens. Okay. My first favorite is also one that I think was used for a lot of the publicity for the deck, and that's the alchemy card. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Which is obviously temperance in Rider-Waite-Smith, but it is a huge sunflower face. Yeah, with the teal sacred geometry in the background, and then some honey sort of dripping down from the top. So it's just a lot of teals and a lot of yellows, and it just feels really arresting and beautiful. Uh huh. I almost picked that card, but I was like, put it back. I'm like, put I love like it so much. Uh, <laughs> also, I just realized that four of my six favorites have either statues or like the historical people on it. Anyway, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, another favorite of the sacred geometry specific type is the Four of Wands, Perfected Work. And it has like a line drawing of a oh, bee yes. in front of sacred geometry, but then also four of those honey dippers to represent each of the wands mm-hmm. and a beautiful sort of floral wreath that goes around the sacred geometry. And I think that the Four of Wands is, for me, it's not that I always necessarily see it as perfected work. I tend to see it more as, like, celebration, right? party time. And so I think that having it, like, be reminiscent of a lot of the same sort of floral garlandy feelings of the Rider-Waite-Smith, but have it be perfected work is also just really pretty. Yeah. Um, I love the lover's card because the colors are fantastic. They're so good. Two ladies dancing. And it's a teal background with a huge shock of yellow in the middle and then like a dahlia or something on the corner. And it just feels so fun. And it kind of reminds me of how we were talking. uh, Who are we talking about this to? With about how you were saying that uh, Pixies, Bohemian parties sound like a blast. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the slogan, yes. I like about the pixie parties. Like when we're talking yes. about Pamela Coleman Smith and her whole ilk of like artists and creators during her sort of peak production period. Uh-huh. This reminds me of that. Yes. Cause in yes, our yes, vision, yes. there are not a bunch of blowhard know-it-all dudes being like, I know. I told you. Blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of people who are like dancing and holding each other and having like, fun and like enjoying each other's Absence is company. pouring from the ceiling. Everyone's just dancing, having a fiery party. Yeah, exactly. When we know in reality, it would be so much more dreary, but in yes. our envision, it's like this specific card. Yes, like, exactly. So bright, so fun, so enjoyable. And so I just really love it. Yes. Um, I also like the Princess of Cups because I love the style of fairy. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. It reminds me of that movie that came out when we were little kids about that, those girls who had all the fairy pictures that ended up being like a hoax or whatever. What was that movie called? I saw it in theaters like three times. You probably didn't get... Were fairies against your parents' religion too? 
No, I think we watched Peter Pan a couple times. Fairies, like, we kind of knew that fairies were like Santa Claus, so I feel like they weren't. Okay, it was just called Fairy Tale, the true story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this you would probably really love. It's only an hour and a half long. It came out in 1997, so I was 10 years old. It okay. is based on the stories of the Cottingley fairies. So that's the story in like the turn of the century England where these girls kept taking pictures of fairies in their backyard. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and I remember vaguely. It's like one of those like things this. where it's like a total whatever people are like. They got super, super famous. Arthur Conan Doyle is a character in it. It's Peter O'Toole. He says he's a believer. And then Harry Houdini is a skeptic. And then it becomes this whole media circus. But the movie itself focuses on the girls and the fairies. And this fairy is like the style of fairy from that. So it's really nostalgic for me. Any fairy that has like the long dress and is kind of like Midsummer Night's Dream style is my favorite type of fairy. So I just really like that for the Princess of Cups because it feels nostalgic and evokes some of that like emotional responses in me. Um, I love the Empress because she's wearing a freaking gown. It's a girl dressed as a fairy in a gown that has freaking bees all over it. And I love it. I want that dress so bad. Uh, and I also really love this sort of poppy belt and stuff. I just think it's so cute. And also this card in addition has sort of it's split horizontally or vertically instead of horizontally. And one half is like a leaf motif, like a big overblown leaf. And the uh-huh. other half is this beautiful golden honeycomb. The colors in this are just so striking. Like, yeah, the colors it doesn't take stunning. away from like any sort of meaning in the deck at all. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a kid's deck. It doesn't feel like a deck that shit me take it seriously. It's, yeah, like it still has that depth and then that brevity to it. It's just so so pretty. And then lastly is the Queen of Discs, and I don't really have any specific reason that I love this. I think it's just kind of overall like it's a statue, like a marble statue oh, yeah. of a woman. There's all of these flowers surrounding her. She's sort of like splattered in like pink paint, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's a bee in front of her, but it just feels really like this. It kind of reminds me of if you're ever in like a very quiet forested area mm-hmm. where everything is just peaceful and still and calm. And it's just like, you can feel that sense of peace. Yeah. Like there, there's this one big Catholic church in Portland, Oregon. I can't remember what it's called, but it's up on a mat on a hill. And I used to go there semi-regularly when I was in college, but it's like sort of redwood foresty. And there are all of these hiking mm. trails surrounded and the church itself is within the trees. So it's not like a building. It's like all right. natural forest. And there are all of these little moments along these hiking trails where there will be like a statue of a saint or a statue of Mary or whatever. Uh-huh. And it just feels like this card where it's like that dampened sound of a forest floor mm-hmm. and the dark background within it is like a bunch of just like dark, dark plants. And it just feels yeah. so peaceful. And I love that for the queen of discs because it's not about like, sort of like, I guess some of the more, um, materialistic readings of this card right and more about like that calm peaceful quiet dampened forest which i just am so into it's it's beautiful so those are my favorites do you have any cards that you want to talk about that weren't necessarily your favorites because i have one oh no but we can talk about yours because i'm always here for it okay one is just that there's a hippogriff which is exciting oh i saw that and i was like oh I, esther don't start talking about the hippogriff you're the fine the seven don't of wands has a hippogriff on it which i loved but my <laughs> the only card that i was a little bit like eh about is the right. ten of wands the oppression card because uh-huh. it depicts a um like manned uh beehive oh yes 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 And I just don't love that for oppression because I feel like beekeepers are people who are facilitating the growth of the bee population so much. Right. And so using it as an oppressive card rather than as like a facilitation card or like a protector card just makes me a little bit sad. Like I get it because objectively this is an image of not free bees. So oppression would make sense, but bees are producing honey anyway And it's actually a gray area for some vegans about whether or not eating honey is appropriate because some would say, 
you're keeping hives healthy and alive by Mm -hmm. utilizing their product. And some would say, yeah, but you can't stop from killing some bees in the process or whatever. But anyway, I just think it's worth a conversation in general about like the animal husbandry that goes into beekeeping. And Mm -hmm. I have only ever had really positive experiences with people who are beekeepers. Right, right. Yeah. I because because that card, as someone who grew up like on a farm and we we had considered doing bees and researched like beekeeping and things like mm-hmm. that. For me, that was a surprise to kind of see because to me, like you, I see it as more of a conservation effort and making yeah. sure that they have a stable place to come back to and you know care and concern that can go into like keeping bees but at the same time i understand yeah. the other side of the coin too so well and i think that visually it totally makes sense but just yeah. our experiences with it kind of don't reflect it so it's like a minor complaint but it was one of those things where i was like oh no <laughs> i know when i and i thought it was just sad because of the like the pods that had dried up around it too like the bees weren't able to flourish and be yeah so maybe that's a component of it is beekeeping in an inhospitable environment is oppressive right is oppressive yeah so maybe it's that perspective i could totally see that anyway i still think it's a totally great awesome deck oh yeah really really love but that just is a moment of like huh okay (laughs) yeah exactly all right and now a card to represent our relationship with the deck Ooh. Oh, what did you, you get? get? I got the two of cups. Oh, I got the two of wands. Oh, interesting. We both got two. Yeah. Oh. Which is Dominion. I actually almost selected this as one of my favorites because uh-huh. I think it's so cool to utilize like kind of this yes. very Catholic symbol of sort of the incense ball uh-huh. um, in a card that is kind of about like ownership. Uh-huh. Um, but also because it's an incense ball and smoking or smoke is one of the tools of the beekeeper. I thought maybe it had something to do with that too. Like yeah, sort maybe. Of power and control mm-hmm. over your dominion. So yeah. I like, I'm interested to see how that plays out with my relationship with this deck. And what did you get? The two of cups? Two of cups. So love with two bees that had uh, cups with them. They're so cute. Love, so love, cute. love. I love it. And this is the deck where I backed it on Kickstarter. And then Kelly, because she's such a sweetheart, sent me a copy too. So I sent one to yeah. Esther. And now yes, it's thank you. <laughs> and that allowed us to be able to review the deck with yeah. me having a copy. Because exactly. most of the time, if, if Holly's a deck and I don't, then I will just research the deck flip throughs or ask our friend of the podcast Rachel to be like Rachel can, can you send, send me, me all the videos yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so funny all right so yes next week we will be reviewing Shaheen Miro's The Uncommon Tarot which came out this year and we're excited about it yeah all right so that's our show don't forget to send Yay. us your questions you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com including a handy form with which to submit questions and again our shop <laughs> yes because we have stuff to sell you and also tell your friends about us right review us we've gotten lots of like little cute reviews so oh yeah thank you i haven't looked push. since we begged people on our facebook page to I give know. us nice reviews and i tried to look at the one on stitcher today but the one on, but stitcher doesn't allow you to look at reviews on the website and i'm like i'm not downloading oh. stitcher like why would i download stitcher <laughs> <laughs> i last time i tried stitcher i hated it so why would i do why would i put that myself through is that is very again? fair um you can also follow us on instagram at wildly tarot podcast or join our facebook community by searching wildly tarot podcast on facebook also we have a red bubble shop with merch that people have been purchasing so thank you very much and we have a discord so if you want to chat with us when we are on discord which has been rare lately because we've been writing a book yeah but we promise we do check in from time to time yes you can we find do. us on discord <laughs> exactly and remember go forth and tarot wildly this week we love you we love you so much <laughs>